Hey everybody, welcome to Morphin Grid. I'm Jake. I am Josh. Today we're watching episode 175, Power Rangers Zeo, episode 20, Found and Lost. It aired on May 20th, 1996. It is written by Mart... No, it's Mart Litton again. Yeah, I know. It's His name is Mark, though. Does he have a brother named Mart? Oh, and the plot thickens. <laughs> well, this one's written by Mart Litton and Stuart St. John, and was directed by the Rad Dad, Robert Radler. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm later. I will check to see if it's not a different person. But if you have children and you name one Mark and the other Mart, you clearly like one better. Well, one is Marcus and one is Martin, and then they decided that they, their nicknames oh, would be almost wanna, the same. I would be called Mark. Yeah, well, I want a nickname. I'm gonna be Mart. I'm Mart instead like, of Marty, like a regular kid. And they're like, <laughs> okay, deal, Mart. <laughs> if you're new here, what we do is we pause the recording, we go watch some sort of parents, and we come back and we talk about it. You can follow along if you got Netflix or the DVDs, and you should, because it's cool. It's cool to do that. Surprising amount of people are do- actually doing that. Dow is. I know Latasha is. Maybe others, if I've forgotten you. Alan is. Alan is. He's, like, in, following along, but, like, he's behind. Right, but he is watching yes. the episodes. So, Alan from the past. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Shout out for you. <laughs> Two seasons ahead of where you are. Yep. Again. Again. <laughs> That's a thing that happened. Anyway. Uh... We're going to go watch Found and Lost now. I'm a little bit in the Phantom Zone. I'll tell you guys why when we get back. Okay. All right, let's go watch it. It's Morphin Time! We're back, and we just watched Found and Lost. Yep, I managed to, to come out of the Phantom Zone a little, a little bit. I'm still kind of there. A little bit. So here's what happened. I took a nap earlier today. I don't know how I took this nap because I was in my chair editing, and then I woke up in my bed. Here's the other problem with this nap. This is the kind of nap where you wake up and you're completely disoriented. So I literally thought that I lost about 27 hours. I thought it was tomorrow <laughs> and that I missed work. I didn't finish editing the, the episode that went on Friday, uh, and it's a mess, and my roommate was no help. He just played into it for a little bit, like a <laughs> jerk. So because of that, my, I got this big old balloon head right now, and I'm, I'm trying to pull it together. But morphingrade.telver.com is our website. You can email us at littleidiots.morphingrade at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at morphingrade. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash themorphingrade. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. If you leave us a interview, that helps us out a ton, and we really appreciate it. And we're on Patreon. So if you enjoy this, you can go to patreon.com slash Josh and kick a couple bucks our way, and you get some cool stuff in return, including the finished zine, which is out now. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't have the zine and you want it and you didn't contribute to it, and you're not a patron, you can go to bit.ly slash gridzine1. That's gridzine spelled how it sounds, and the number one. And you can purchase it there. It's only three bucks. It's uh, it's real good. It looks real good, and I think it came out good. It did. I'm pretty proud of the way it turned out. Danielle found a typo immediately. I proofread everything, too. She <laughs> she tweeted that this morning, and I was like, oh, dang it. And I tweeted her back, and I was like, look, I proofread it, but I'm not... Like an English person, like right. an English major. I, uh, I so said, some stuff still got by me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said that's a little bit on us. What I was going to do, I did offer to fix it and re-upload it, but she said it's not the end of the world. Okay, so I'm I'm probably um, not going to do that now. Because Matt offered to like do some editing on it, and right. I was like, yeah, I'll take you up on that. And then like we did it all in like five days because we got under the gun on accident, and so I just totally forgot to like send him anything to look at. But next time, Matt. We're going to have you take a pass. Yeah. So there's no more typos. Speaking of which, next one's pink. You guys have until April 15th to get your stuff in. So get your stuff in, brothers. Start now. And sisters. All right. So we have some emails. Oh, there's, there's, there's limitations to that. Okay, um, yes. So I upped the, the word count. We'll take 2,000 words, but no more than 2,000 words. Okay. Because I don't mind now running a little longer. Okay. I think it'll be fine. Um, sure. I want a lot more pictures this time to put... Indie articles? Yes, if you guys are artists. If you're not artists, just send, send a picture. Send in pictures. Do it. Come on. Come on. Guys, it's just us. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, potentially everyone. Anyone can uh, I'm I'm going to maybe try to make something for this one. So. Ooh, I won't. 
You're, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, but if well, you do send images, we didn't run into this a lot, but I uh, I want them huge. Send like page sized images, and I can yeah. shrink them down if I need to. Yeah, just just in case. Uh, also, uh, but then I also have the option to just run them on a page by themselves if I right if I feel compelled. So also how about that Shannon Maynard, huh? Do you guys see that stuff that she did for that one article <laughs> I wrote? Huh? It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it is. It is pretty cool. The only way to find out is to like get it somehow. So think about it, guys. Yep. All right. So we got some emails, but before we do any emails, I want to talk about this article that came out today. Okay, I have it pulled up. You have. You should have pulled up. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but there's some things I like, and there's some things I don't like. There's some weird talking points that they hit in this article. Let's go over the weird stuff. I don't actually think there's anything good in the article. Um, there's so it's like, a picture of the cast, uh, fully done, fully assembled. Which it, I, oh, maybe it's not in this article that I read. That was there another? Article? Oh no. Okay, so before the weird stuff, it's it's the third paragraph of the article. Okay, it just says that it's a coming of age story for these disenfranchised and disparate. I don't know what disparate means. Uh, d- disparate. It's um. Disparate. That's not it. That's that's how it's spelled. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if there was a thing on the E, there maybe, but uh, disparate's like um, I think it's just another way of saying disenfranchised. Actually, it's oh, like not connected so to anything. For our listeners who might not know, if I was to describe myself as disenfranchised, what would I be saying about myself? You would be an angsty teenager. Okay, uh, they're high like schoolers. Disenfranchised is like um oh, over it. Okay, but like in a in a bigger scale. Okay. Like when you're a teenager and you think that like everything's the worst. And, right. And you're kind of right a little bit, but you're not. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That yeah. tracks. Uh, it also says that they are not friends when the new story begins, which Boo. I... I kind of like that. I like being able to see them become friends. I want some of them to be friends. I don't care if, right. if they're not all a group of friends, but like at least two people need to know each other for this to work. <laughs> oh, those sure. two, those it says two... they're not friends. It does not say they don't know each well, other. Well, okay, Zach and Jason, let me be clear. Zach and Jason need to be friends. They need to be best friends. They need to be best friends when this starts, or I'm calling bull honky on it. Here's the weird stuff. Immediately after this, <laughs> they jump into talking about race and diversity. Many of the characters have had their races swapped. The cast retains the original's diversity. Uh, well, this is actual quote from the article. I'm well, about to punch this article in the face. While getting rid of the more race-based color assignments. Hey, dudes. <laughs> hey, who, who wrote this? This is Dean Israelite, the, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, the director of the movie. He said that? Yeah, this, accor- a- this, according to Israelite, was a conscious choice to maintain what the original meant for fans around the world. Okay, well... And then this is an a, a direct quote from him before you, because you're not going to like this either. No. This is the whole thing. From the very beginning, diversity was a very important part of the whole process. We switched all of the races around, but we made sure that the essence of each of those characters are who they were in the original show, and this really will be an origin story of those characters. My problem is, you don't need to call so much attention to the race of yeah. anybody. Okay, so... I will get to that in one second. Number one, Kevin P. Sullivan. That is not the booker from WCW. That is some some writer man uh, <laughs> who who wrote the article. The taskmaster. It's, that's not who it is. <laughs> he was just Kevin Sullivan. He got the name first. So he's the one who wrote the article. So I'm assuming he's the one who sa- who's saying getting rid of the more race-based color assignments. Okay, yeah. I am trying real hard not to swear right now, but dude, in the Japanese show. Right. The the color assignments are are so arbitrary you don't even know. <laughs> Except for Zach, who Walter Jones wanted to be the Black Ranger so that little black kids would be able to pick him out of any fight immediately and have their dude to root for. Right. Okay? That's not like he was originally gonna be the Blue Ranger. Okay? <laughs> I almost I've almost sworn so many times during this. Next if you have to say, look at how diverse our cast is. Yeah, what, our, our what, cast is so diverse. We did weird race stuff. What you're saying is, hey, someone pat me on the back. Hey, somebody please pat me on the back. I'm, I love Power Rangers for its diverse. Like, that is the, the coolest thing about Power Rangers. Right, but you know what Power Rangers has never done? Never brought attention Bragged to it. about never, its diversity. It just does it. It just does it. <laughs> and that's cool. I don't get why this guy... I'm 
This makes me think the movie's going to suck if this is his talking <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, this article did not really give me a lot of hope. Yeah, I like Okay, let's talk about the picture before we talk about their suits that they in the next paragraph. Okay. So, the picture is them standing on a rock being pretty cool. You got you got I... Becky G and and Ludie Lynn. Here's my big problem. They're none of them are really wearing their colors. No, um, they're wearing dark like desaturated Becky... versions of their colors. Well, that's my problem with the picture is that it's gray. <laughs> Yeah, like it's not actively desaturated. It's just like uh, the the Dacker. I think his name is Dacker. Yeah, the colors aren't like he's it's wearing, not colorful enough yeah, for me. He's wearing like gray red plaid shirt with like a jean vest over it. Um, I don't think uh, R.J. Seiler, the the Blue Ranger, is wearing blue at all. Unless that is not black on his shirt, and that is just a very navy blue. But like, why are you trying to hide the color so right. much? Like, like uh, Becky, Becky has like a yellow flannel tied around her waist, but you can barely see it in the picture. And, and then orange shoelaces—that's close, I guess. And but like, back to back to RJ for a second. Hey, dude, you got tan pants on and a tan vest on, and they're different tans. I'm not a fashion expert, <laughs> but it is noticeable. <laughs> And maybe I'm just mad now and trying to also, tear you down, but uh, I don't know any of the actors' names except for Becky G and Dacker. Uh, Naomi Scott is the Pink Ranger. Uh, she's not wearing pink. She's wearing mauve at best. She's wearing dark, dark, dark magenta, <laughs> <laughs> which probably is mauve or mauve. I say it wrong, and I say mauve. It's mauve. It's mauve. And now I'm okay. saying. <laughs> This is the Kurt Frog thing all over again. Well, look, when the only person you hear say the word is your mom and she says it wrong your whole life, it sticks with you. All right, that's fair. <laughs> T- uh, talk, talk about these Rangers suits. Okay, here's the quote from the Rangers suits. So the paragraph before the direct quote from the director just kind of ends with, uh, they're going to be really, uh, quote, really modern, edgy, pardon my language, badass, aspirational quality. What's aspirational? Like, that's inspirational, right? Well, aspirational is like what you want to be. It's like, asp- oh. It, it, so, aspirations so are he's like saying, what you want to happen. He's or what saying you want these to do. suits are going to be what you want. Or, well, no, it's sort of, a, it's like an internal thing, I feel. I don't know how, I feel like I'm explaining this wrong. It seems like, in context, he means that, like, when you look at the Power Rangers, you're going to want to be a Power Ranger. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing about this: the Power Rangers suits are perfect, right? Yeah, I don't. He's. Uh, it like, does say like they're not. They want it to still look like the suits. We really pushed ourselves to make them feel different from any other superhero costume that's out there. They're not really suits that people get into. They're suits that morph onto our kids, so they already have an almost metaphysical quality to them. That could be cool. That's cool. But like, don't call them edgy. How old are you? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dean. Brother man, what are you doing? Um, and then back in the paragraph before that, it's, it says, Israelite wanted the costume to be immediately recognizable as belonging to the Power Rangers while giving them modern edgy right. qualities. I don't I don't know what any of this means it's going to look like. And then he talks about Elizabeth Banks at the end, and that's like literally this ray of sunshine. Is that like, hey, maybe <laughs> at the end of the day, Elizabeth yeah, Banks you read will the, be Yeah, if you read the Elizabeth Banks paragraph, you're like, well, maybe the movie will still be good. <laughs> at least Rita will be good in the movie. Yeah. I, I don't see that being bad. Weta who made Lord of the Rings, who did a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff, they're making the, the costumes. I'm just worried. This, the color tone of this picture just, worries me. It's going to be so dark. It's going to be watching Fallout 3, oh. which is the game is brown. <laughs> it's just a brown game. It's also gray. The sky is gray and the ground is brown. <laughs> <laughs> there's one place where there's some greenery, and it is genuinely shocking. <laughs> but oh, I, this... Didn't do me any favors. No, I was up and down on this, and now I'm, 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 I'm not confident. Going down a little. I'm not bit. confident in the director anymore. I don't. I, I just, wasn't confident in him to begin with. Like I didn't know about him, but now this makes me think think he's a little out of touch. I haven't seen Chronicle, which is just um, not Chronicle. That's like a local. That's, that's news show. New Hampshire news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's New Hampshire Chronicle. Apparently, there's more, but no, I've never heard of both. No, um, Chron- the movie Chronicle was like this, uh, like found footage movie about kids getting superpowers, like they get telekinesis, sure, and like how they deal with that. Uh, Project Almanac is the one that he directed, which is like that, but with time travel. It's like a found footage thing about time travel. Okay, um, so like they accidentally go back in time and change stuff, and that you're start. Th- you're throwing found footage around a lot. Now I'm even more worried. Well, no, I don't think it'll be. I mean, like, look, we don't know. <laughs> I, anything is on the table at this point. <laughs> but I haven't seen the movie. Is what I'm trying to say. I have not seen Project okay. Almanac. Okay, 
so I can't say a thing about his direct directing styles, but my AC is on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, you're gonna deal with my AC for like one second while I get through this, then I'll turn it off. I don't know about his like his act the actual directing. I don't I'm, know I'm how not to do worried it. But that it seems his... like he has a fundamental misunderstanding of how power. That's my work. problem. He's probably fine as a director. I've heard I've have not heard much about Project Almanac, but what I have heard the was trailer fine. looks cool. Yeah, my problem is that I don't know if he's going to be a good Power Rangers director because he doesn't seem line. to understand what is so charming about this dumb show for babies. Yeah, it, it's like there's such a fine line between like I get Power Rangers and like I get what people like the zeitgeist of what nerds want power rangers to be yeah and like they're so far apart even though they're so close <laughs> it's just like don't talk down to people oh, you're under arrest those cops are coming for you dean okay <laughs> all right i'm gonna turn my ac off and then we're gonna do some emails real quick all right all right so my ac is off i forgot that it's uh you know now march and so i had to have my ac on <laughs> Uh, right. Texas, well, now, y'all. Now we get to read some emails. Right. Hopefully this will cheer you up a little bit. Okay. These should cheer us up. This first one is from Public Frenemy, number one. Corbin, my man. Uh, hey, dudes. Let's cut to the chase. Let's, oh, he says cut to the cheese. I hope that was on purpose. Let's cut to the cheese. Super Sentai has the unofficial Sentai Akibar Rangers as a parody show. The question I pose to you is what a parody of Power Rangers work? For those unfamiliar with Akibar Rangers, the plot revolves around several otaku. That's, I feel like, just nerds, right? I, feel I, like, I think, I don't know. I think know. that's what that means. I'm, guys, let I'm me not know. super let me know up on I'm Japanese real, culture. <laughs> yeah, let me know if I'm real off base with that. Um, they gain the ability to experience their delusions of being Super Sentai as if they were real, sort of like Inception. Mostly, the story revolves around them encountering anti-otaku activities and then fighting delusions representing them. Such as a bootleg Blu-ray monster and a smartphone open to a spoiler website monster. That sounds crazy good. <laughs> All of this pokes fun at the tropes uh. that make Super Sentai wonderful. There are a few high points and drawbacks, but I'd like to hear what you guys think. Uh, could there be a live-action, unofficial Power Rangers show targeted at, at adults, even if it's just a miniseries? Your frenemy, Corbin. I think it could work. I think so. The the problem this is, this is... This is kind of the way I'm going to try to watch Turbo to make it tolerable. <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy Turbo for how good it is. <laughs> I hope. I Like, I really hope that it's bad enough to be good and not just in that not good zone. I hope it goes all the way back down to good because it's bad. I hope. And know it's super cheesy. Look, we got Diva Talks. At the no pizza least. pun intended, but it's there <laughs> if you look for it. Um, so I think this could work. The problem is, much like the Power Rangers movie, and I don't want to start talking about it again, there's a fine line right. between loving parody and like just kind of mean, like being mean-spirited about it, right. but try like pretending you're funny, but just being mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you just point out some of the tropes in, in like an exaggerated way, I think it could work. I, th I think that the, the best way this could work is it would have to be, quote-unquote, old school power rangers you know like you'd have like the the main characters have to find something that like is old school power rangers not lame like the later ones you know and so like it would be like really nostalgia based and i think you'd have to be kind of turning it back like the the parody you have to be turning it back on the characters i guess it's hard to explain what i mean it would it would have to be making fun of the people who think that power rangers should be dark and gritty right like and if you if you could walk that line, I think it could be real good. I think so. Uh, so thank you. Also, in which I what I call Akiba Ranger, but it's Akibara Ranger. I want to call it Akibara Ranger, but that's not it. <laughs> no, there's only the one RA in the middle. The district in Japan in Tokyo is yeah. Akibara. My favorite thing is that all of their helmets are hair. <laughs> their helmets are hair, and it looks <laughs> awesome. Uh, I I really enjoy that, like the look of that. I don't know how you would see in the Red Rangers because his hair definitely covers. Oh, the same way emo an emo kid would see. Well, yeah, but that's the way it's supposed to come down over the one eye. Yeah, but like your your hair is it like has like strands to right. it, so well, you that's can kind of see through. That's why it's a parody, and like there's like depth of feel and a whole thing. Because that is, is just <laughs> a block of hair over it. I'm, because it's just so silly. That's why it's a parody. I like it. I'm just worried about the actual man in the suit. Like, oh, like the actor. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Corbin. Uh, we got one from Sky, who did some due diligence. The title is O-Ranger Sentai. I've been watching the O-Ranger Sentai, and it looks like Tommy stole the Red Battlezord because in the Sentai, the test pilot in O-Ranger stole it. He was too anxious to fight the Baranoia, 
So he jumped a gun, stole the robot, lost control of it, and died when he fell into a canyon. So when it gets buried, that dude in there oh, is a test pilot who is dead That now. explains why he was ripping out of scaffolding yeah. in the first shot, too. Yeah, and not just, like, out of control. So it's kind of weird that it worked for both. Yeah. That's... Good job, Power Rangers. <laughs> O-Red had to unearth it and learn to pilot the Red Puncher. Oh, that's such a great the, name. <laughs> the Red Puncher! Because the O-Ranger Robo was super damaged. Oh, that's like a Russian villain wrestler from the oh, 80s. Oh, yeah. Red Puncher? <laughs> Heck yeah, that guy is a... That's wonderful. Uh, this also leads to several minutes of these giant robots dancing together as part of Robo's rehab. It's pretty crazy and wonderful. Also, you'd be shocked at how often the O-Rangers exclaim, Ole! <laughs> oh, they're Sami Zayn fans. Sami Zayn fans. Everyone should be a Sami Zayn fan. Um, that's awesome. I like that a te- there's like a test pilot. Yeah. And that he just got a little trigger happy and he stole, stole it. it. That's crazy. And then died. And he's dead now. And then O-Red had to unbury the <laughs> Red Puncher. Thank I love you. Red Puncher. I'm just going to call it Red It's my favorite high C. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's Ecto Cooler. Right, which I think Red is coming Puncher. back. It, well, there's a new movie. It better come back. Yeah, there was like a leaked can for sale on eBay of high C Ecto Cooler. Oh, lordy, lordy. Guys. So brace yourselves. Can't wait for Ecto-Cooler that. Ecto Cooler is coming. We'll do a whole episode on Ecto Cooler. <laughs> so then, Dow, we, on the last episode, we read a little bit of it because I got uh, trigger happy myself and jumped into the episode, so I didn't get to his email, but uh, we read most of it. There's one part that we did not. So. This is that. Howdy, fellas. This has been sitting in my drafts folder for over a month, so excuse me if anything got past the edit process before I sent it. So there's one particular headcanon I've had since I first started watching Power Rangers, but I don't really consider it a headcanon because I think it's right. Uh, By the way, since I'm watching along with you guys, I realized a rerun of Tommy's ZeoQuest might have been the first episode I watched way back when. Uh, Tanya isn't from the 40s. I think you guys are only going on this since uh, Aisha's great-aunt Ashala would have been around then, but since Ashala would have been Aisha's grandmother's sister, and she presumably wouldn't have been an old woman in the 40s. So here's what I I have believed since I was four years old. Aisha didn't get sent to the past. Uh, she didn't actually get sent to the past. In my head, she just got sent to Africa in the same time zone as Angel Grove. This is when she turns back to her normal age, but Ashala barely ages after time is restored, since at a certain point in age, there's not much different in terms of how you look from 1980 to 1996. Um, <laughs> uh, that's why the animal plague was never in the news because Aisha never and Aisha never knew about it because it was happening right then. I wouldn't have made the news yet. Okay. I think that makes sense. I think I'm on board so far. Uh, this is also explained why Tanya adapted relatively easily to 1996. As for her lack of knowledge of baseball, I'm just going to chalk that up to the writers being 1990s children's television writers and thinking girls wouldn't know much about sports. Ironic since Rangers in the outfield was actually so pro-gender equality in most every other aspect. The only problem with that is I'm pretty sure they mentioned her going 40 years back. In Maybe. The, in I, the don't, episode. I don't quite I remember. will have to rewatch it, but if they don't say that, this makes sense. Yeah. That I'm totally on board with this. And, like, that would actually make a lot of sense why, like, no one knew about the weird animal plague. That very vague thing. Because if right. it just was happening then. Well, I thought that was just, like the zeo crystal driving the animals mad i thought so too but there is zero evidence of that but then aisha stays to help yeah cure them and also the zeo crystals are good they do good stuff right well, i guess the one For, did kind of activate a volcano every once in a while well i mean it can't control the energy right right <laughs> so maybe i don't know I like it though. I like I like the hey yeah. I, think, I, do too. I think it works. So thank you for the email again, Dow. Thank you guys for your emails uh, for pulling us out of that tailspin. That is the Power Rangers movie. All oh, right. God, I really want to be positive about it, but it just they are not giving me a lot of reasons. No, for they it. decided to make that hard. All right. But we have Elizabeth Banks. We are at twenty eight minutes of recording time. Black. Let's talk about the episode. All right. <laughs> we start off. With Tommy and David sitting on a rock talking to each other about basically all the questions yeah. that we had. Uh, literally exactly where they left off. And yeah. every question I asked at the end of the last episode, they answer in the first 30 yeah. seconds right so, now. So they're like, why didn't you just tell me you were my brother? And he's like, I had to make sure that you had the arrowhead to be to be sure of it. They I talk mean, about how. But you could have just been like, pulled yours out and see if Tommy pulled his out. But like, well, you don't know. Like, I think the implication is like, if they put it together well, and he, he wasn't Tommy it wouldn't have worked the implication I think is you had to go on your vision quest and save me from dying so that we knew you were a good guy right also he's like I was adopted too like we were both adopted but no one told me about you and he's like they probably didn't know like that's a real thing that happens in yeah. adoption cases too David okay we didn't talk about this last time I can't believe we did not uh David is actually Jason David Frank's yeah. brother Eric 
Um, he has since passed away tragically, but uh, but that's his literal brother. I don't know if he's uh, both in real life and in the show. I don't know who the older one is. I feel like Eric slash David is older. I think so. he looks like the older brother. Yeah, but that's I think it's really cool. They just like got his brother, and he's not a terrible actor for as far as I know, having literally never acted before. Right? Yeah, uh, he's not bad. There's a there's a little there's a dramatic scene a little bit later that's a little hammy, but like that's this is Power Rangers. We know what we're getting into. Right. We come for the ham. <laughs> so David says the arrowhead is powerful and it can't fall into the Yeah, wrong he hands. specifically says it has a lot of old power. Old, old power to it. Uh, Sprocket is like behind a bush with a cog. One of he, the naked cogs. Yeah, one of the naked cogs, which <laughs> I do not like. And he's like, oh, it's a powerful arrowhead, huh? And he starts walking away. I guess he's going to walk to the moon. Why didn't you just teleport <laughs> I right <don't> there? Know. <laughs> Cut to the juice bar. Adam and Rocky are sparring. This should happen every episode. Adam should spar with somebody, somebody all the time. He should constantly be throwing punches and kicks at somebody. Uh, no, there's no definitive winner because most of it happens no, off this, screen. This one looks more like an exercise than a spar because right. they're like it's more choreographed. Like he's trying to kick over Rocky's head instead yeah. of hit him and score a point or however yeah. karate matches work. And boy, do they kick high! Yeah, there are some high kicks in this. Uh, Tommy and David come in. And they're like, these are my friends. Like, he doesn't introduce me up, but he's like, look, martial arts. Right. David also is into martial arts, apparently. Bulk and Skull think they are going into a sugar coma because they're seeing double, <laughs> which is, I like the joke, but I don't think they look so much alike. I guess if you're far away, because they have exactly the same hair. Yeah, they have exactly <laughs> the same hair. Uh, uh, David is noticeably taller than Tommy. Yeah. There's a family resemblance, but not like jarringly so right it's like me and my little brother like we yeah. look related but we don't look the same right i don't think anyway he like towers over you he's very so- tall <laughs> by very tall be- i mean he's five foot eight <laughs> no he is shorter than me i thought he was taller than me he's- i haven't seen scoot in a while he's- so well, he, might- he might be taller than that now i don't know he's taller than me so everyone taller than me is just taller than me i don't care right. how tall you are after that <laughs> i don't care who else they're taller than yeah um <laughs> uh, so tommy introduces david to everyone he goes over to, to cat what was cat wearing the huge I can't. I hope. I hope there's some variation coming up soon. I like it. It all looks good, but it's getting a little. The segment's getting a little boring. Yeah. Eventually, Cassie's gonna come in, and it's just gonna be crazy for a little while. <laughs> so that'll be fun. But he introduces David to everyone. I like that he doesn't go through. He like he's like, hey, this is David. Yeah, this is this is Cat and Tanya. This is Adam. This is Rocky. And then it cuts to Bulk and Skull, like watching them. While presumably he's like, this is my brother. I went on a vision quest. Here's the whole thing. So we don't have to hear it again. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. It's a good choice. It is a good economy of time that they're, <laughs> they're working with. Bulk and Skull are like, how do we know that's really Tommy's brother? They'd- Skull, who was just like, hey, am I seeing double? There's two Tommies. Now says, doesn't look that much like Tommy. I bet he's a faker. Yeah. And like, let's, ru- let's, uh, let's find if he's a real, if he's really Tommy's brother. And Skull's like, yeah, by asking him, Bulk's like, no, by running a background check. <laughs> I kind of love that they're looking out for Tommy. Yeah. Right? I kind of love that. But at the same time, you just thought that was Tommy You again. thought it was Tommy for a second. Well, then but now you're saying closer. it doesn't look like him at all. I guess they did come a little closer. Yeah. And so he's just like, well, maybe just the hair. I don't know. All right. So David is into martial arts as well. And he's like, hey, let's uh, spar a little bit. I have an extra gi. I have my White Ranger gi in my bag. <laughs> uh, so His he- locker. In my locker, right. So then we cut up to, <laughs> we cut up to the moon. That's what happens with all the old clothes. Tommy just shoves them in his locker. Shoves them in his locker. It's a big locker. It's full of white and green shirts. I was getting. Uh, I'm. I'm going to be updating the the blog soon. Thank God. But I was getting. So I was getting some pictures for the episodes. And Tom literally, they get their Zeo powers, and the next time you see them as people, they have all changed their outfits. <laughs> They've all gotten complete wardrobe redos, and it's ridiculous. On the moon, Sprocket's like. Tommy has a brother, and Machina says the best <laughs> line. She's like, "Oh, humans do that sort of thing," which is that's a real... both that's both machine snobby and a little bit rich snobby. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, we only needed one child, so we did that. But it's also like, oh, humans breeding, Ugh, right? But I just love that. That's like a way of saying like, yeah, humans make more humans. Right. A lot. Right, but she like blames it on Tommy. Yeah. Sometimes humans have brothers. They do that kind of thing. <laughs> I love it. Mondo has a plan to steal the arrowhead, which is basically will kidnap David, and then Tommy will have to give the arrowhead to me. I don't know what the arrowhead does, but I want it. Is basically the, right. The he, point of this I scene. think he knows 
about it having power. He probably overheard them say that well, it had well, power. Um, Sprocket says that, I think. He okay, because oh, Sprocket like, yeah. heard them talking yeah. about it. Okay. So nobody noticed the fat baby robot boy in the bush. <laughs> With a naked cog. <laughs> With a naked cog. Just, just like shrugging behind yeah. him. He wasn't doing a lot. I don't know why the cog was even there. Just to like babysit. You don't want him running away. Oh, you, that's, know? you don't want a little baby out there yeah. by himself, so I guess. I, I think he was there so that he could run in front of an attack so Sprocket could get away. Okay. I think that was the point. We cut back to the juice bar. Tommy and David are fighting, and they have very similar moves. Like the first part of this, they're just going, they're blocking everyone, all their shots yeah. because they're It's good. The it's pretty good. I assume Eric is also into martial arts. It looks if, like it. <laughs> Jason David Frank is that into it that I imagine Eric also had some yeah. training. And he's like real precise, so uh, good job. It's a good um, family of karates. Yeah. Then we cut back to Vulcan Skull. They are at the computer lab. They They're- walk into the computer lab, and there's a girl, or maybe there's two girls, sitting at a computer like right by the door. And they come in, and Skull like, walks by them. But Bulk... Puts one on notice. Does he? <laughs> he like looks at her and like points. He might be even like, hey, right? You and me. But it, it kind of looks like I'm watching you <laughs> at the same time. You're on Wikipedia right now. It's not. Not no 1996. Remember when Wikipedia wasn't a source that you could use in your book reports? <laughs> Spark notes, man. <laughs> so Bogan Skull, Skull sits down at a computer and he starts like typing. And Bulk's like, you're not doing anything. And he's he's like, not typing. Well, he's slamming his fingers into he's the He's being into a the monkey. Keyboard. He's being a yeah. monkey writer. And he's like, Skull, you're not doing anything. And he's like, I know, but it looks like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, Skull, get out of the way. So he sits down. He starts typing. And then he goes, wait a minute. Did you feed Goldar and Rito? And he's like, no, I thought it was your turn. And he goes, oh, no. You know how they are when they're hungry. You did lock the door, right? And Skull's like, do you want me to lie to you? Yes, I locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I locked the door. And then... <laughs> He goes, uh, we'll, we'll do this background check later. Let's, we got to go find them now. So they stand up, and Skull goes, remember to save. And then Bulk sits this, down. This part's it's weird. super robotic, and he just, like, begrudgingly saves he, what? He types so much. What did? Yeah, like, you have he to He types, do, like, like, please save my file, computer. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he has to type in, like, a, an exe command, slash oh, save. because yeah. it's probably just on DOS. <laughs> But, like, the way he does it is so bizarre. He's, they, they stand up, and Skull's like, remember, children, you have to save your progress yeah, on a it's computer. Like, it's like a weird PSA about saving documents on a computer. That Bulk wants no part of because he sits down, and he's like, ugh. And then stands back up, and they leave. Well, then they, like, look at each other and go, uh, and then they, <laughs> then they leave. Progress saved. It's a weird moment. But do you remember in school, in 1996, I was 10. What? What grade does that put me in? Like put you in fifth? Fifth to sixth. How hard they drove home saving computer files? In 1996, I was in first grade. You probably don't remember so that. So I did not do... Oh, I was also in second grade. We had... But I also didn't do anything with computers that night. I was in fifth grade. We had one computer in the classroom. Oh, that was third grade for me, yeah. And I stayed after school some days to play, like, Oregon, Oregon Trail, Trail on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was like an old Apple II. Yeah. Yeah, that was in the back of the classroom that, like, when you had, like, free time, you, like, Hunger Games your way there. It had this weird screensaver in that, like, yeah. 10 seconds before it came on, a giant countdown would come on the computer screen. <laughs> and my fifth grade teacher always, like, made it like a like it was, like, a bomb counting down, <laughs> which I guess you couldn't do now. It was pretty but- <laughs> uh, One time you dove to hit it, but, like, he tripped. And he fell, hit the floor, and it shook enough that it moved the mouse. <laughs> oh, Computers, grade, man. Grade school was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was very low pressure. <laughs> Cut back to the juice bar. Tommy and David are just about done fighting. Tommy sweeps the leg, knocks David on his keister, and David gets real embarrassed. He gets and like downright mad. indignant. He gets like, a, little, <laughs> a little pissy, if yeah. I may say. You may. I think I said it once, so you're allowed to. And he just kind of storms off. Yeah, so how could you do that to me? And they're like, Tommy's like, hey, I got, like, Tommy, to be fair, Tommy's like, well, I mean, I got lucky. And here's it, here's my problem, though. Tommy was out of bounds when he did this maneuver. That's true. So maybe that's why he was right, mad. Maybe. Be like, hey, that was really underhanded. I won the match by knocking you out of the ring, and then you sweeped me. <laughs> swept? You, you swept my leg, Johnny. Also, I do want to point out that right before they started sparring, uh, David said to Cat and Tanya, 
I've been practicing right. moves just the, for this. The two babes in the room. I can't wait to show Tommy my He's moves. lived on that reservation his whole life, and now Tommy embarrassed him in front of two babes. I mean, okay, you, first of all, you're assuming there are no babes on this reservation. You're right. I'm assuming it's, there's nothing it's but, not, it's nothing not but the reservation school. and Sam Trueheart. <laughs> I mean, that was just the mountain. We never saw the reservation. I, I just picture the whole thing. Like, he just lived in the wilderness of Yellowstone his whole life. No. I know that's probably not how so it is. Wrong. <laughs> anyway. He's not a wild man. I get no. it. No. <laughs> he could not have that haircut if he were a wild man. No. He's also very clean shaven. So, But he saw how cute Kat's hair was. Look, and then now I would be now he's embarrassed. And, like, Tanya's wearing overalls. Maybe you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. So she's she's got a very Trini outfit in that, like, she's kind of wearing curtains, but also <laughs> overalls over it. Yeah, so he's embarrassed. He runs out. Then we cut to Mondo, and he's like, Clank, send the cuffs. Get him now while he's, while he's mad. And yeah, he's, like, just out the door, and Mondo's like, I got to read on him alone. Go get him right now. So then we come back down to outside the juice bar. Cogs jump down. They grab David. As Tommy comes out the door, like, oh, David does like defend himself. Like, he does like he does. He, a couple. He gets a couple good yeah. shots in. But there's like eleven. The dang numbers game catches up to him. <laughs> so they catch him. They take him away. And Tommy's like right before Tommy can like get to him. And the rest the the rest of the Rangers come out. And Tommy's like the cog stole David. <laughs> Tanya <laughs> doesn't even say that much. Tanya's like what happened? And he just says they stole David. <laughs> like a six year old would say. <laughs> well, look. Tommy is a little bit of six-year-old sometimes. Most of the time. Uh, like, these last couple episodes, he's just been real... I'm not going to say childish, but childlike. Yeah. Um, There's been a real boyish charm about him. Yeah, so they call Billy, and they're like, we got to come... This is old David. we got to come to the command center. <laughs> so they teleport. Then Billy's doing a scan. David's nowhere. Not on Earth, not on any galaxy. Not in any known dimensions yeah. that Zordon knows. So, like... First of all, this is a bad scanner you got because the dude is still on Earth, right? And we'll see why you can't get well, to the, him Yeah, in the a scanner minute. is fine. Like, maybe upgrade. Maybe get a firmware it's, upgrade. It's being jammed. I guess. By so, a technology created race. So I imagine they have, you know, probably one step ahead. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So we cut to a, a cave. There's like paintings on the wall. Cogs teleport in, drop David, teleport out. They leave. Bing, bang, boom. And he's like, whoa, cave painting. It's weird. And that's it. That's it for now. So then we cut to the moon. What? What are you, what are you making faces for? <laughs> do they pay off the cave paintings in this episode? They don't pay it off, but they do like do come back. Okay. And then... Oh, okay. All right. And then we'll talk about that when it happens. So Clank tells Mondo that David is in the cave, you know, the one, and that uh, they're blocking it with their energy thing so that no one can find him. Yeah, he's in he's in a cave that's like a thousand feet below the reservation. Yeah. Which is already a dumb place to put him. Right. Which, like, we'll find out is actually the first place Tommy's gonna look, yeah. like without a hint, and that he's encased, I guess, in their best force field. Like yeah. their best so, energy shield that they could muster. So like not only does it it's very effective because it doesn't even show that something is being blocked. Yeah, it's not like, hey, yeah. there, we scan the whole earth and there's this weird empty hole. There's like a dead spot <laughs> right here. Let's check that out. It's That's like, probably where David is. It's like, nope, it's just, it's nothing. It's nowhere. They talk about sending Mace Face, who is, by my best estimates, an armadillo and a mole and a turtle and a parrot. Yep. But a, but a monster. Yep. But a, also armor armadillo. Yes. A little bit. He's like a, he's like a wheel thing. It's, he's a lot there's a lot going on with Mace Face. I don't know if I like him. So, cut to the command center. They see they see Mace Face on the viewing globe, and Jordan's like, uh, "Forget about your brother. You got you got stuff to worry about." And they're like, "All right, are the Zords back up yet?" And Billy's like, "I can't guarantee it, but yes." <laughs> uh, Billy, I can't guarantee that they are functioning, but yes, they are able to be used. Billy, what? That's dangerous. It's just one of those lines they throw in for fake drama, I guess. And Tommy's like, Because well, it doesn't amount to anything. The Megazord is fine. It's fine the whole time. Uh, I mean, it gets wailed on a little bit, but like that's not because it's damaged. Right. Because the monster is effective. And Tommy's like, yeah, and I'll get in Red Puncher, and we'll do this. <laughs> so they morph. Red, I'm just going to call it Red Puncher forever. So his, the greatest name. his name, if we're jumping to the Sentai, his name is Red Puncher. Yes. And he enters battle by being shot out of a giant gun. Yeah, it's the coolest weapon ever. This is the coolest Zord that there <laughs> yeah. is. Uh, I have one. You have a Red Puncher? I do have a Red Puncher. Does he come with a Zord, uh, a gun launcher? There, there is no gun launcher, <laughs> unfortunately. 
So many broken toys. That would be great marketing because you would break that toy immediately and have to buy another one. Buy another one. You'd buy infinity of them. Or until you wise up. So Red Puncher lands. Zeo Megazord shows up piloted by Adam. Then switches into its uh, its green helmet. I wish that since he was piloting it from the beginning that it was just in his helmet already. But they want to use that that switch scene. They got to use that two seconds of switching. Later on, it will just have its red helmet. So I guess like... Anyone can put it in, but they just have an agreement. I guess the default is the red helmet, regardless yeah. of who's piloting it. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is fine. Um, so then we they're getting their butts kicked by Mace Face. And so they're like like I like absolutely whomped on. Like they cannot get a punch in to a red punch in to save their life. Cut to commercial and we cut back, they're in the command center. Like they're in the power chamber. They just ditched, I guess. I have no idea what happened. Oh, uh, they did they retreated. Did I think, they see that? I, yeah, Tommy is like, hey, we're getting our butts whipped. We got to get out of here. It did not look like, I do not remember. It just looks like they were like, I can't remember if it's this time. Because this happens twice. Or Yeah, I can't remember if it's this time or the second time. But Tommy's like, we're we're not doing good. We got to retreat. And I, the other four go, right, like <laughs> like I, in jovial agreement. Right. I think that's next time. I think this time they're just like, oh, it's going bad. And then we just cut to them in the power chamber. I feel like I remember Tommy saying we need okay. to retreat. But that might be from the that second time. Next, I'm not sure. Well, who knows? They do a scan. This is why I said their scanner is bad. Because they do a scan on the arrowhead, and it's normal. There's nothing special about it. Tommy touches it, and it starts glowing. Well, it's because it's got old magic, old power in I it. I guess. And and maybe, uh, if it's not a power that it's used to scan. This is more of like a mystical yeah. power and not like a magic it's not Power to, Rangers it's power. It's not connected to the morphing grid. In right, yeah. Um, so I guess that makes sense, but like, guys, up your scan game. Like, <laughs> right, don't tell me there's no power in it, and as soon as I touch it, it glows and makes me see visions. I w- Tommy should have been like, oh, really, Billy? <laughs> What's this? What yeah. do you do now that you're not in school, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> you're not learning anything new. So, we, so he touches it, it glows, and then he astral projects to the cave that David is in. He can see David, and David can see him, but I'm under the impression that he cannot... They can't communicate with each other because David tries to be like, hey, save me. Get me out of here. I think David would have been able to hear Tommy, but I don't know if Tommy would have been able to well, hear Well, Tommy David. didn't say anything, he but did he not. did, like, watch David walk around him. Yeah. Well, what happens is David goes up for it, and, he, and he, the projection goes away. And he's yeah. like, oh, man, that was Tommy. Tommy's but Tommy's his, head does follow him for, like, a second. Yeah. And he's in his gi. He's not in his red five suit. So, like, right. I guess that's a... The, I, well, like, because David... Self, when you ask a projector, your inner self... And also, him, David doesn't know... That he's a Power Ranger yet? Right. So that might just be like a built-in Power Ranger safety mechanism. Is Maybe. That, that it doesn't project you with the suit. But I mean, how would it know? I don't know, because it's not power. I, what I'm thinking is it's like when you astral project, at least as far as like like other sources of media, is when you do that, you're your true what you Maybe, see yourself as. Maybe the two powers... The mystical power of the Arrowhead and Power Ranger's power are just not compatible. So the Arrowhead can't read the power suit, so it just so shows what, what he's, he's wearing, wearing underneath it, it. Which was a gi. Yeah. That makes per- I like that. That makes perfect sense. Um, so he's like, all right, let me try again. And then we don't see it again, but he just like closes his eyes and goes, all right, he's in a cave. And that's like that's it. Well, he tries it a second time, and Sam, Sam Trueheart shows Sam, yeah, up he, in the command center, the command and center. only Tommy can see Yeah, him. I think he's communicating through the Arrowhead, which again... Makes sense that no one else can see him. Yeah. Tommy's like looking at the wall and he's like, yeah, okay. Right. And Cat right. at one point looks and that's when we get the confirmation like from Cat's perspective yeah. that there's nothing there. Um, he says that this cave is where ancient tribes buried their evil and nothing can last there for very long. So like David will just like die in there soon if he doesn't right. get out. Billy's like, all right, guys, I got a plan. You know how one Zord, one regular Zord is good. But when you make a Megazord, that's better. And then when you put another Megazord on that, that's even better. Because just more Megazords equals more power. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, we're going to do that. We're going to put Red Puncher and Zeo Megazord together. And so then we show... I some make sp- the Zeo Mega Puncher sword. Yeah. Zeo Red Mega Puncher. Zeo Red Punch Sword. <laughs> Zeo Red Mega Puncher. Rubber Baby Mega Puncher. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we see like schematics of them being like... Like bonking back to back, and then like a it's throw-in. really weird because they meet back to back, and then the red battle zords arms fold all the way backwards. It's, it's and legs attached grow. to the shoulders of the yeah. megazord, and that's like how the toy works. Is like it's the same way, right? And they're like, all right, now here's the thing, though. And then I guess his his hands are guns, yeah, and they fire punching. Well, fists. it's like it has like guns on its shoulders that like 
It's just the right, but that that's the arms from yeah, the red puncher. Those are the same. Those are not like that. Doesn't add anything. Megazord doesn't add anything to that. Those are the same guns that Red Puncher has. Right. Well, when he's Red Puncher, they're just fists. Well, no, he can shoot. In the first episode, he shot out of him. He's You're right, Barrett. Remember? You're right. From, from Final yep. Fantasy VII. From Max from Final Fantasy VII. No, definitely it's not Max. <laughs> Max has like is a little kid with a backwards hat on. That's like a quintessential. <laughs> You're thinking Max. of the tiny tune. I'm thinking of Mighty Max. Is what I'm thinking of. I had some Mighty Max when I was a kid. Yeah, they were awesome. <laughs> very little though. Very, so very little. little. Anyway, I had Skull One. It was awesome. So <laughs> they go back to action. Wait, is this that? No. Yeah. Well, before they go back, Billy is like, I don't know though. Tommy has to be super extra concentrate focused. But for this to but work. your brain's all over the place right now, Tommy. And they're like, well, we'll give it a shot. So they go back I, to their Zords. I, just, I don't get this. I understand that the footage is like the Zord is out of control. It's yeah. hard to handle or whatever. But Billy, in the kayfabe of Power Rangers, Billy built this so that, it, so that it was the hardest thing for Tommy to pilot. He could have just made it right. And later on, he's trying to make it regular. Yeah. But that's not working. What? <laughs> Billy, I don't understand. Unless it was it was a different Zord that they, had this weird mental bond it? and he just like, oh, I'm going to paint it red and put a star on his face. I kind of like that idea that like Zordon's like, oh, dude, there's a Zord in here. Right. I got like, this Zord. It's, got, it's just gray. <laughs> I got this blank Zord that punches real good. Do you want to put a star on his face and paint it red? We'll give it to Tommy. It'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> So, jerk. so they're bumping butts together trying to like combine. It's not working because because Tommy is like, oh, my brother. We don't see Mace face at all. No. During this, it's like a shot from under the mountains of them trying to get uh, hooked up. And Mondo just walks out and laughs at them. And then yeah. they're like, all right, this isn't working. We have to retreat again. And I was like, Mondo, you need to stop being on Earth so much. You're ruining the mystique. Well, he came down during the first fight. I know, but like, I, this is just when I noticed it. But yeah, I, no I noticed it the first time. And I was like, he goes to Earth a lot. A lot more than I remember. And he's little. <laughs> um, and he's at the feet of giants fighting. Yeah. Like, and he's just a machine, so he could just get crunched. Right. They could just like, accidentally step on him. So this is when they're like, it's not working. We got to go. We run. We, then they run away. Yep. We cut back to the power chamber. Tiny's like, Mondo's got us pinned on both fronts. On two fronts. Well, okay, so one is the fact that their Megazords bite, and what's the other one? Well, as soon as they come back in, I think Zordon is like, Mace Face is attacking downtown. Or he's about to attack. Yeah, downtown. and then Tanya's like, he's got us on two fronts. There's the Mace Face attack and David trapped in a cave. Is that a pinned down? Does that it's qualify as that, pinned down? That is pinning down Tommy, because he can't pilot his zord right right which in turn is pinning down the rest of them because they right. need his zord to i guess you'll win on a technicality together. Tanya, but i don't like that turn of phrase no i mean you could have said anything better there yeah tommy's like all right i need to like i need to find david like i'm not gonna be able to pilot that zord until i'm like till i'm good so he's like i'm gonna go to the reservation try to find him teleports there right he lands takes the arrowhead out we'll see where that goes in a second oh no sorry that, that's in a second then we cut to the power chamber. We go back to the power chamber, and they're like, guys, he's about to crush the city. You got to go. And Tanya's like, all right, back to action. It's weird that Tanya got to call it. It just didn't seem like. Right, because Adam, Rocky, Adam and, and Rocky are there. And Kat, and Kat outranks her, even though she's Z01. Like, yeah, she's still got seniority. Seniority. So, like, I think it's just because she's the only one that talked I think, that I scene. Cat is like second in command, right? I, see, I feel like sometimes it's Adam, but I, sometimes I feel like it's Cat. Adam it's, is more of a the the wiki, the Power Rangers wiki, which is a a very clunky, ad heavy, bogged down website. It is just like get your stuff right, guys. But it said that that Rocky is the second in command. I've never and felt like I've that. I've never felt that way. And Adam, I've never really felt like he was like if Tommy went missing, Adam would be in charge because he's just more of a fighter. I feel like he's Tommy's right hand, but not necessarily his second in command. Right. So that would leave Cat. Yep. It's not Tanya, that's for sure. Cat's the only one I think that would have a level enough head to to lead the team yeah. in Tommy's absence. Even when Tommy's there, she's the other one leading the team correctly sometimes. But yeah, Tommy's not super level headed. He's very distracted and dumb. He's yeah. just dumb. <laughs> Which is why we love him. <laughs> so anyway, Tanya calls him back to action. I guess they teleport back to their swords. We cut to Tommy, pulls the arrowhead out, and he's like, All right, arrowhead, lead me. And like this this like it's like bubble. a gyroscope with a globe in it. It it it's not a globe. It's just an orb. It's like a it's like a 
Like when you blow a bubble. Yeah. Like it looks like that because it's like iridescent, but it's dark in the middle. Yep. And it has like a gyroscope yeah. spinning around the outside. And I guess this is supposed to be like a dowsing machine. This is searching for, very strange. Searching specifically for David Trueheart. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't think it is because later on we'll see it do something weird. Well, he's following it. But as he moves the arrowhead and points it in different directions, the image doesn't change no. at all. It just keeps doing exactly the same thing. So I don't know how he's following it. I have no Maybe it glows. Unless, unless it's pulling him. Oh, maybe. So we get back to the other rangers. The cogfighters are attacking. They're in their zord. The megazord. Cogfighters are attacking. Uh, and then we cut to the power chamber. And Billy made this thing. It's like a big, it looks like a small engine with like an egg beater on it. Yeah. And like, it just looks like weird. And Alpha's like, I did it. I found David. I Somehow I cut through the, right. the energy and, shield. And Billy's like, well, I'm trying to rewire the red battle sword. So that it'll just work regular. With this external machine. I don't know. So that it'll just have regular controls, but it's not working. It's not working. I don't like it. So I guess this is just so they can have Billy building stuff in the downtime, I, I guess. I guess. This makes no sense, though, in a lot of ways. No, and I get that they. Had Why to, like, didn't you just design it that way, Billy? <laughs> and like, on, you know, like out of kayfabe, like they had the footage they they had to deal right. with. Right, but like, in kayfabe, like guys, like pick a, pick, a, pick a better plan. Figure out figure out a better way to make this robot. Right. So they see they, they could have <laughs> back in kayfabe. Not to go on a tangent about this. But they could have just described it as, hey, we've had this, but it's super hard to pilot. It came this way. They didn't have to say Billy made right. this this way. I don't know, because well, he made the other Zeozords, I guess. But did he? No, because those just come from the Zeo power, Yeah, right? they're also huge. Billy did not make that thing by himself. No. That's ridiculous to even presume that. <laughs> anyway, they, they pull up David on the, on the viewing globe. He sees some cave paintings, and Billy notices the cave paintings as well, because one of them looks like a cave painting version of Red Puncher, and then some of the other Zords around it. I didn't notice that. And they start moving, and it's weird. I don't know what the plan is. Right, that's what I was asking if they pay it off, but... Not... They, they come back but that to might, it. that might be next episode. That might be next episode. Cut back to Bulk and Skull. They're looking for Goldar and Rito, who have gotten out, and so they're hanging flyers, and they're like... It says, have you seen our pets? And it's a picture of Goldar's face and Rito's face, like, drawn. <laughs> um, right. And they're like... Oh, uh, we got to find him. And they're like, just going through their flyers. And Lieutenant Stone comes up behind him. And he's like, what are you guys doing here? We're under monster warning. And then he sees Goldar and Rito, who, like, are trying to find Bulk and Skull, because they're lost. And, which is just super cute. And they're like, <laughs> there they are. And Lieutenant Stone sees Rito and Goldar first. He's like, ah, we got to go. And he pulls them away into his car and drives away. Yep. And then Rito and Goldar are like, oh, now we're never going to find our way back. <laughs> like... <laughs> They just, like, I like that they're like pets, and they just got lost and don't know how to find their way. Right. <laughs> it's a little sad. <laughs> it is a little sad. I feel bad for them. Uh, so then we cut back to Tommy. The the little I'm calling it the map. The little globe thing disappears, and he's like, "All right, uh, well, I'm here." Well, he he contacts Billy, or Billy contacts him. I can't remember. I think he, t- he calls Billy. Okay, he's like, "Hey, I can't I can't keep the visual up on this thing." I'm too out of focus. Yeah, uh, Billy's like, well, that's fine. We found him. He's a thousand feet right underneath, directly underneath you. Which is, I guess, why he couldn't keep the pictures because he was there. He was there, so it shut off. It makes sense. So then he tries to teleport, but the globe just grabs him and chucks him. Which is why I don't. I'm think thinking that this is part of because he's like, hey, I'm going to teleport down, and he goes to teleport, and I think the globe because he's on the reservation with the arrowhead, right. so like, he's under the influence of old magic. The, yeah, he's in, so, he's in its its domain. So the globe is old magic trying to take him down, but he gets bounced out by the force field that Mondo has no, set because, up because he's still oh, maybe, un, he's still oh, under maybe, an energy shield. Maybe you're right. Maybe that that it, that was taking him down because to me it looked like it was like nope and caught him and threw right. him out. But maybe that's what it was. But I'm thinking he was it was trying to, to take him down and he got bounced back out off of the energy shield. Right. So he lands and Mondo is just there and Mondo's like, hey. Give me that arrowhead and I'll get David out of there. Well, he lands and then Tommy's like, man, I'll do anything to get him out of there. I just found him. I can't lose him. Yeah. Mine's like, anything? <laughs> Give me the arrowhead. And he's like, no. And he's like, yo, then you'll never, you, David will die down there. And he's like, all right. Sorry, David. I had to do this. Gives Mondo the arrowhead and Mondo is, has not even moved and he's like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> No, Tommy barely let it go. He's like, he's mine forever. You and so right. is the arrowhead now. And so now that Tommy's been pranked, 
the episode ends and it says to be continued. It does, but it's not a part one. No, which I like because that means we did not have to do any extra parts this week. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, was, I mean, this, is, this is a Monday episode it anyway. It happened in the same week, but like, it's, right. I, it, they're doing what I asked them to do, which is like multi-part arcs, but not specifically. Right, yeah. Because like, it works so much better to do it this way. It just works so much better. So, Josh, I started this episode. I get to do the best and the worst. The best, or I can start the best and the worst. Uh, so the best is Vulcan Skull both looking looking out for Tommy. Going right, back yeah. And then going, oh, no, we have to find, like, we didn't feed him. We need to go take care of our pets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think the best is? I don't know. I like the sweet karate, both between Adam and Rocky and Tommy and David. Those were both Bo- good. Both sparring matches were really good. Yeah, um, yeah, going to come down? No, no, but the, to- the Tommy and David one ends on a real... St- Sour note, so it kind of brings it down. I'll give it to Bulk and Skull, kind of just as a whole for yeah. this episode. So the worst I'm gonna say is Tommy being out of bounds and still sweeping the leg. Uh, the worst for me is Tommy being so dumb that he gives Mondo the arrowhead after Mondo was like, "I'll give you back, David. You can trust me." <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> uh, and the MVP I'm gonna give to. David for being surprisingly good at karate. Yeah. I don't like that he got a little sour pussy at the end, but like... Right. I mean, it's a little understandable, but I'm going to give it to him for also being a pretty good actor. Yeah. Despite having never acted before. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to give it to Billy. No. <laughs> uh, and and Kat didn't do a lot this episode, nope, so she, she doesn't she doesn't get to sweep it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll give it also to David. All right, cool. Any other final thoughts? No. I'm excited to see how this shakes down. Because, like, I don't think we've got it to be continued where it wasn't a multi-parter or, like, the season finale. Yeah, I don't think so. so that's, this is pretty neat. Uh, morphingrid.tumblr.com is our website. You can email us at littleidiots.morphingrid at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at morphingrid. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash themorphingrid. And we're on iTunes and Stitcher. If you want to leave us a review, that helps us out a bunch. And we love it. And we haven't gotten any in a little bit. So, like, maybe you guys are getting too used to moon jail. So we'll have to, turn, <laughs> have to turn the heat down or something. Yeah, you're used to life on the inside so much that you just can't come back. Dang, prison changed you. <laughs> hey guys, there's a little audio glitch here, but this is just me reminding you about Patreon. Patreon.com slash Josh. See if I can time this right. If you give at the $5 level or above, you get access to all the bonus episodes, which the Morphonometaries are going to be Patreon exclusive from now on, because they're so little that I feel like that's a good incentive, but also... Um, it won't clog up the feed. <laughs> right. Um, but speaking of, we just did a Morphinometary that has gone up by now because um, I'll do it over the weekend. Okay. Um, it'll probably be up Saturday or Sunday. It's, we just picked a random episode of Power Rangers and watched it and did a Morphinometary over it. And I think it came out pretty good. Yeah, it, was, it ended up being, I think, episode 16 of, of Lightspeed, Lightspeed Rescue. Rescue. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like a lot is happening that we don't necessarily know, but I followed it. It's like I, I got what was happening, but I just don't understand the context of it. There was a lot of stakes that we were not there right. for. Uh, but I think, uh, so if you want to listen to that, you know, head on over to Patreon. Also, our zine's out, bit.ly slash gridzine1 if you want to buy it. Um, or you can just become a patron. And yep. get Head over free. to Patreon. It's up. It's in a post there. You can download it. There's two versions. There's a single-page version and a two-page layout version. The two-page layout is the only one I've uploaded so far to Gumroad. Okay. Um, so if you want the other one up there, let me know. It's just a one-page. I guess it's easier on your phones, maybe. But if there's demand for it, I'll put that up, too. But right now, the the one that makes the RPG uh, page a double spread is the, is the one that's up there. Right. So... Go check that out. Consider getting it if you want to. That's another way you can support us is by getting the zine. Yeah. Um, and it uh, send stuff in for Pink Granger. Please. 2,000 words, and we want a lot oh, of art. Oh, and, and um, for who's your favorite Pink Ranger, 500 word limit. Brat, brat. <laughs> I can't wait for that. I didn't read yours. I didn't, I didn't. Oh, it's the last one on the page because I did everybody else's, and I was like, oh, I haven't done mine yet, <laughs> so I just put it in the space. Um, <laughs> I forget who I wrote for mine. I think I think I cheated. I think I wrote two. You did. <laughs> it's my zine. I can do it. I want. Uh, so yeah, go uh, tell tell us who those are. Send in some stuff, uh, articles, fanfic, anything. Two thousand word limit, <laughs> though. Yeah. All right. That's gonna do it for us for today. Else, do you have anything else to talk about? I don't think so. No. All right. I might lower that from five hundred because this should just be a snippet. It should be like a like like a <laughs> like a paragraph. A like yeah. Two tweets. Two hundred words yeah. for your favorite ranger. Yeah. Print it. All right. We'll see you. On 
Friday for I didn't catch the name of the episode. Did you? Oh, it was Brother. Can you spare an arrowhead? Oh, I really like that. We'll see you on Friday for that. But until then, may, may the power protect you. Cool. <laughs> cool job, Power Rangers. <laughs>